trying to figure out what I'm feeling. It's an interesting feeling. Everybody keeps looking at me like, <laughs> I have no idea. So, but uh, all I know is it's it's a good morning. It's exciting. And uh, I saw this um, during worship. I saw the Lord. Um, so I think it was the Lord. <laughs> Pretty sure it was the Lord. Um, knocking on our knocking on our hearts, and um, sometimes the sometimes the door of our hearts is has a uh, like an auto. I don't, we have them on the the auto close. You know, like if you leave it and if you don't prop the door open and it just kind of closes on its own. And um, I felt there was like this this special invitation to to um, this morning to check the doors and make sure that they're open. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just take a moment for invite these guys up here. And, Lord, we just open our our hearts. So we have we have so many things going on and so much. We just want to make sure that we're positioned to receive from you and to hear you and to commune with you. Yeah, so whatever that looks like and feels like, we just we just open up our hearts to you. Speak to our hearts. Amen? Good. All right. Well, a special day today. Brandon and Amy are here with us. I know a bunch of you have already met them. Um, but to fill you in, we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, Brandon is our, our candidate to, to take my spot. So we're going we're gonna to wrestle later. <laughs> But uh, I know I, this is, I, I, you guys know me, I'm just kind of out here and up here and out there. But uh, this is a, just a fun process to experience myself. Like, hmm, this is me. Oh, interesting. How I feel about this and that, whatever. Um, but it really is a privilege, privilege the time I've got to know Brandon and um, just over the last couple months, but also this time before that. But um it's a privilege to have him here with us. And, uh, yeah, so come on up here, Brandon. Do you want to bring up your family and introduce them? All right. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Oh, what a presence of the Lord this morning. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a mess right now in a good way. <laughs> That's how I prefer to live. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for having us. Um, uh, yeah, Cameron, what an honor to be here. And uh, likewise, really have appreciated the time uh, getting to know Cameron a bit. Um, I mean, not only just recently, but... I'm going to bring my family up in a minute, but just um, 
coming up here for ropes course, I've been a revival group pastor at, at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry for the last eight years. And so, yeah, yay God. It's, it's been a good journey. I tell you, you know, one of the amazing things when you follow the Lord is that you just get transformed day by day. And when you walk with Jesus, you can't help but to be transformed. And, um, and it's just a joy to, to do that, to, to invest in other people, to partner with God, to see the transformation of the Holy Spirit in lives. But um, a little secret that a lot of the students don't know, I tell them from time to time, but I'm like, I don't know who's more transformed every year, you guys or me. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it's not a competition, but if it was, I'd be happy to win. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I really appreciate Cameron. Um, we came up for, for uh, I've been coming up to ropes with bringing bringing groups up here since the first year, every year. And how many years has it been now? Six. I was going to say five, but it's been six. So cool. Well, I've been up here all six seasons, so it's been amazing, amazing. And uh, and also uh, Cameron was kind enough to let us bring our whole group up here. Last year, at the end of the year, we had a bonfire. We had a get-together, kind of a uh, blowout with the revival group, um, just to get together, kind of a party to, to celebrate a year. And we had a bonfire out there in the yard. So thank you guys for hosting us up here and allowing us to be here. We had such a great time. And um, before I go any further, um, I do want to invite my family up. So Aim and, and the kids. And Mom, would you come up too? And uh, yeah, can you guys give them a hand? Um, Yay, God. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, briefly. Um, so this is my wife, Amy, and uh, we've been married for 21 years now, right? We remember that because it's nine months longer than Josh is old. And so <laughs> we, went, we, went, we went on our honeymoon. And we're like, I think we'll wait a year. And we got back and we're like, Wait nine months, and um, so anyway, Josh was on his way. He loves that story, and um, and so Josh is our oldest. He's twenty. And uh, do you want to say say hi? Yeah. You guys want to say anything? No. Prophesy over everybody or anything like that? No. Okay. All right. So um, I guess not. So um, give him time though. And and so this is my daughter, my oldest daughter, Caitlin. Say hi, Caitlin. And uh, she's 18, coming up on 19. Chelsea here is uh, 15. And then this is Molly. Want to say hi, Molly? Yeah? <laughs> you, do. you give her time and she'll be telling you about a lot of things. But um, and she's a smart girl, six years old. And uh, there, people go, oh, surprise. No, not really. No, not a surprise, but a real desire fulfilled. It's a miracle story for another day. But yay. Huh? You want to show me too? She lost her first tooth the other day. So, yay, God. <laughs> Eating a banana, of all things. So it was ready. Anyway, love you guys. And um, you going to stay here, baby, or are you going to go sit down? All right. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. What's the matter with me? Oh, man, I'm a little caught up. So this is my mom, Debbie. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and, uh, a lot of people think that I was born when, I don't know, she was a kid, but, um, I, anyway, I'm 42 and, um, 
people always, sometimes people say, oh, you, you look a little younger than that. And I say, it's two things. It's the grace of God when you're doing what you're called to do. And it's my mom's genes. So, like, anyway, anyway, but probably my chief intercessor for my whole life. She's still, still praying. I'm so thankful. I probably owe my life to her in some ways. And so, um, anyway, yeah, love you, mom. So glad you're here. Yay, God. Well, amen. So, there, you guys. You guys. And I got a bit of a um, bit of a crew with me, uh, just people I love, and um, so got my my team over here uh, from this year BSSM. You guys wave, and um, if you know me, I could introduce everybody and take a long time doing that, but I'm not going to do that today. And then back here. I've got um, just another row of people that I love. Please say hello. They ran with me last year, most of them. And, um, and so, uh, and we're still, yay God, Do you, you know, uh, relationships are eternal. And so anyway, we're still, I'm really thankful for these people. And then, um, and then uh, Ron and Kay Kessler, these, these guys are really important. You guys need to see Ron and Kay. You guys would wave or maybe even just stand up and let everybody look at you. Come on. And um, crazy thing, Ron and Kay, thank you guys so much for being here. It's really special. Uh, Ron and Kay were my youth leaders when I was a teenager growing up. And uh, I tell you, uh, you know, so we grew up in Clear Lake. I grew up in Clear Lake, California. Assemblies of God Church there for most of those years. And... Um, Oh, just so thankful for, for that upbringing and really thankful for Ron and Kay. Um, they, they loaded us in vans and drove us all over the place so that we could really encounter God and have fun together. And uh, they would drive us to youth rallies, we used to call them. And uh, I, I, I spoke in tongues and was filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time at one of those youth rallies and um, got saved like, 25 times probably I just kept getting saved and uh, every altar call I've got to come forward and get saved and so uh but it was so good and and um and uh but you know what I I snow skied for the first time because of them and and I just I'm just so thankful for them you know I had the uh the privilege of doing um officiating the wedding for Nathan their son who just a few years younger than me but when we were kids you know he was seen much younger but now it doesn't you know what I'm saying Six years at this age, you're like, oh, we're we're the same now. So anyway, but um, but anyway, thank you, friends and family, and it's really, really all the people that are here um, are like family to me, and so um, it's a real honor to be here. So thank you guys, and uh, yay God, guys, what a what a presence of the Holy Spirit this morning, huh? Can we just, I just want to recognize him for a minute. He doesn't need an introduction, but he does. I just want to recognize Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you for your presence today. Wow. Ah. Oh, we love you so much. And we're so thankful for you that you're, I mean, whew, you're God. <laughs> uh, uh, that means you do whatever you want to do. You do whatever you want to do. Your, uh, your love for us is amazing. 
It's overwhelming. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for you. We love you. We love you, Lord. Come on, go ahead. Just just let like the affection of your heart just rise to we got time for that, you know. And it just it's just like incense, you know, when you just when you just look toward him and it just starts to rise up to him and you're so aren't we thankful? And so thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're just not a club. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, thank you that we just don't have a list of guidelines and rules. Oh, well, we know the creator. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, and we know what you're like, Lord, because you've revealed yourself. And we're so thankful for that. We love you. Yeah, Holy Spirit, just have your way today. Come on, don't you just want him to have his way? Just right here. I'm like, right here. Just have your way right here, right here. All this. Do what you want. Do what you want, Lord. Yeah, amen. Okay, thank you, Father. Well, hey, um, it's, I love it. We're like, Jonathan's just enjoying some oatmeal or something on the front row. It's amazing. <laughs> Praise God. And, uh, and it's amazing. <laughs> Hadmi, good to see you. You know what? How many years ago I met Hadmi in Mexico um, when we were down in Tijuana on a mission trip? We had like 150 people down there. You, that's when you come back and go, what were we thinking? Anyway, but it was, no, no but we were thinking we were following God. It was amazing. And, and, and Hadmi, we saw so many miracles and salvations and Amazing stuff. But Havmi was living there at the time, and she was um, in my ministry team that I led on the trip. Uh, she was our interpreter, but then just part of the team. And so felt connected ever since. It's so amazing that you're here now. It's crazy. And um, anyway, so crazy. Um, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You know, when I come here, it's always been special to come up to Mountain Chapel uh, and, and just to drive through Weaverville because it's for one, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Um, but for us, it's, uh, you know, it's the history, um, that's here as well. Like I, I've always had that sense. I've just heard all the stories, you know, and, 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 uh, and so, uh, when I come here, when I think about this place, I always feel like, man, there's, it's just a well of revival, and we're standing on rich spiritual ground and, and, uh, and the history that's here. And so it's, I just have such honor and, and, uh, uh, for that. And I'm so thankful for that. And, um, and when I think about uh, just the heritage, you know, when Bill, I mean, Bill was here and then, um, and then it was Danny, right? And then Steve and then Cameron for the past 10 years. And I just want to tell you, I have so much honor for for Cameron and Shannon for a, a decade. You know, can we just thank you guys? It's amazing. For your example. Amen. Ten years. And, uh, and uh, I tell you, I, one thing I say whenever we're doing leadership training is, I always say, I can tell when somebody's never led anything because they still know everything. <laughs> that's right isn't it and then and then once you once you've really like once you've taken some responsibility and you've really led for a while you're just like somebody wants to talk about a leader and you're like hey listen 
God bless them. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so, and uh, anyway, but no, that's funny, but it's also true. And um, and uh, you know, um, humility is is a beautiful thing. And so, um, anyway, I I want to talk today about uh, about revival. <laughs> and um, and as amazing the word that was shared. Uh, man, it is just such a confirmation about what I know the Lord is saying uh, to us today. And um, and I'm just excited for what the Lord is doing. You know, a um, little bit about about ourselves. In a little bit, we're going to, if you want, just so you know, I, I'm going to we're going to open the Bible. Um, uh, but uh, if you want to if you want to get ready, we're just it's easy to find. We're going to start in Acts one. And then I have a handful of, of scripture today, and we'll see what happens. Because I, I really I've had this sense that I'm like, we may we may go line by line, but I, I also don't know what's going to happen. So um, I like to leave room for that. And uh, so Acts chapter one is where we're going to end up. But revival, you know, revival. Revival is uh, it's a word, right? that somebody made up at some point, uh, you know, but it's a good enough name as any, I guess, to describe what it is, but what is revival, you know, and, um, and really revive. I was thinking how most of the church, uh, a lot of the church, which, I'm, you know, a lot of the church doesn't know what to think about this thing that people call revival. Some people think it's a series of meetings in a tent, and um, it, it can be, it, it can happen there. And um, but you know, revive. It, it is. We we I think often we think about revival as uh, kind of a special event. You know, like there's normal Christianity. And then once in a while we get a, we get to go to the fair. We get an exciting time with God, where you know He shows up and we ride the Ferris wheel a couple of times and get some cotton candy. Yeah, that was fun. Back to normal life. And um, and uh, and I was thinking, you know, revival means to return to life. And and really, what revival is is it is a return. Who? Well, we just thank you for your angels that are released today in the room and um but what revival is is it is a return to normal normal christian life which is a life of the spirit it's a life where the holy spirit is moving it's a it's life where you feel alive you know what i'm saying where your heart is alive where where your mind is aware of god and um, I love the promise of revival. It says that the, the promise of God is that all the earth will be filled with what? His glory. But actually, it says the whole earth is filled with his glory. So that's already there. His glory is everywhere. But what it says is that the whole earth is going to be, will be filled with the knowledge of that glory. And I don't know about you, but when I surrendered my life to God, which I considered to be the time that I was truly born again. I, I encountered God many times growing up. But I'll tell you, when I was 20 years old, my son's age, I had had enough 
of leading my own life. And God began to pursue me. And, and, and it's a great story, but with dreams, and he just wore me down. I had a, I'll, tell one of them, I'll tell one of the dreams in a little bit, but boy, he apprehended me pretty quick. And, um, and many of you can probably still remember this, probably all of you. But I'll tell you what, it was like, you know, when you're born, what can you see before you're born? Right? It's all there, but you're inside. You can't see any of it. But when you're born, you come out. You look at a baby when, when they're born, you know? Man, so cool. I, we have a video somewhere of my son when he was born, um, thanks to my father-in-law who loves to videotape everything, which is awesome. And, um, but he, he followed us right away. And Josh is in there, you know, he's just a little guy. And, you know, you're watching them try to, they're just looking around like, what in the world is this? place that I'm in now and you know there's like sound and feelings and everything you know and and uh, it's cool in the video I he's in there kind of you know being a baby you know he's a newborn baby and and he's you know just kind of crying a bit in a healthy way and then I I speak I speak to him and he goes and he goes and he looks in my direction and he just gets quiet and he looks like I know that voice it's such a powerful powerful video it's so cool and, um, but when I, when I had that experience with God, like, like all of you, I, I mean, literally the sky was bluer, the trees, I'm not, I'm not saying figuratively, like I'm literally driving around at springtime in Northern California, which doesn't get any more beautiful. I grew up in Clear Lake, California, which I mentioned, I think, but, um, and, uh, man, the trees are green, the sky is blue and I'm, a, I'm alive to God. And I'm like, wow, I had this revelation that I am, I, I am never alone. Isn't that amazing? God lives inside of me. I'm never, ever alone. And, uh, and it's just beautiful. And so revival is really sometimes, you know, in life, we as individuals or even as groups can, can you know, kind of forget we just get into the, the mix of life and and then the Lord, there's something called times of refreshing by the presence of the Lord. And uh, that's what Peter called it. And, um, and, but, but what I believe is that that's a daily experience. And I, I tell you, I surrendered my life to the Lord back then. But I'll tell you, since then, I've experienced a series of personal revivals. Even when... When most would say, but you're living in revival. It's true. There is a revival and I am living in it and I love the Lord. But I keep experiencing revival. I keep experiencing. And, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like. I'm living from experience to experience with God. And there's some that say, well, you're just looking for an experience. I'm like, yes, I am looking for an experience. Uh, a football game is an experience. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said a glass of water is an experience. Life is an experience. When you love somebody, you fall in love or you love your kids, that's an experience. Then there's feelings and you, it's, there's, it's an experience. How much more a personal relationship with the God of all creation? Come on, we're talking about God here. That we're going to know for eternity. And so talking about revival daily and um 
So revival, the return to or the or the restoration of normal life. But who defines normal, you know? We don't. God does. I'm actually convinced that we haven't even tasted true normal yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to be experiencing. You realize, like, I was, thinking, I was talking to Amy on the way up. I just think about this kind of stuff a lot. And I'm like, do you think about God? Like, he doesn't have a beginning. I'm sorry. Like, you have to let this stuff set in on you. Oh, but, but when did God start? No, no, he, he exists. He always did. And we're going to expend eternity. We're, think about this. Ten billion years can go by. Think about eternity. It's no start. No, we think of eternity as a long time. It's no time. It's like ten billion earth years go by, and it's like, there's still more ahead of you than there was when you got there. And, and you're never ever going to say, ah, oh, now I'm really starting to know you, God. Like, no, no, like 10 billion years later, and you're going to go, what? <laughs> what? I mean, you're just going to be like, you know what I'm saying? The elders, they're just getting so much exercise. They're just throwing their crowns down and falling on the ground over and over and over. How long have they been doing that? So that tells me that there is a lot to experience with this God of ours. And, and, um, and so, uh, but revival, you know. And so, Cameron, is there a time? Can you give me a time? But I mean, what do you usually do? A little after noon. Okay, perfect. And um, and so, but revival is not a special event. Amen. But but it can be. It's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? Revival touches the earth, though. Like I think, and you know, you can define it different ways. But when I think about revival, I'm like, I think revival is what happens to the church right before there's a great awakening. And just for a spoiler alert, I, I am convinced that we are in a, a great awakening. It's not, I'm not just saying that as like a nice thing to say. I'm convinced of it. I had a friend of mine who uh, was studying and he was, saying, he was saying that they've studied past great moves of God and there's actually markers in society that you can see. He said, but it's almost impossible to, when you're in the, be, in the midst of the beginning of it, it's almost impossible to really grasp, the, like have a scope of what's happening. In other words, you can be in a great awakening and not even know it. Some people, think about it, when Azusa Street was happening, there were people in America that never heard of it. And we're like, everybody, no, there's still people that never heard of it. And, and so, and so um, but he said, he said, but... They've studied past moves and they said, these are the markers in society that you can see. And, and we can find all of them right now. All the evidence, not just our faith, not just what we've heard, but we've also we've heard it from God. That's what we need. But there's even evidence, if you know what you're looking for, to say there's a great awakening on the planet. We can talk about all that God's doing just with the people that I know. And I don't know what small percentage of that it, of the spirit filled believers there are just winning souls and cities and 
experiencing great outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And so what am I saying? I'm talking about hunger today. Uh, I'm talking about revival. I I was going to talk about city saved. Okay? So that's the context I want to put this in. I wasn't talking about city saved. And, And massive outpourings of the Spirit on the earth and harvest. But I thought, no, you know what? The, the focus today is really about the first part, which is receiving. Receiving. Because when we're drinking, as we call it, when we're drinking from the rock, when we're, when we're experiencing personal revival, you know what happens? All the other stuff. And it's happening. We're in it, you guys. I'm sure you know that, but it's good to preach to the choir. And, um, and so... You know, the Lord said to me, he said, how much the Holy Spirit that you can experience, how much more of the Holy Spirit that you can experience has nothing to do with what you have already experienced. It only depends on whether or not you're still hungry. It's called, it's, it's called poor in spirit. If you need a, a reference. It means I know that I need you, God. No matter how much I know you, no matter how much I experience, the goal is that the the closer I get to Him, the more that I taste, the more I'll understand how much I need. But the beautiful thing, isn't it beautiful to be absolutely in need of one that we have unlimited access to? And so He's actually moving here today. And so just free permission to drink and receive throughout uh, whatever happens. Um, those kind of disturbances, I don't consider them disturbances. So um, I've preached several times amidst a roar. Uh, so, <laughs> yay God. A um, little bit of my personal experience that I told you about that. Um, I, I met, I, you know, I spoke in tongues as a teenager, but at age 20, I received a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, and... But this is what I would call, this is when I learned what I believe it means to be baptized. Not only in the Holy Spirit, but in the Holy Spirit and fire. And Jesus said, we're going to read it in a minute, that you're going to receive boldness. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to be power. You're going to receive power to be a witness. And that's what I experienced. I, I, uh, you know, whole awesome salvation story ended up in this little church on the other side of the lake, 30 minutes away. I don't even know if there was 30 people in there that day. And um, the pastor at the end says, somebody here, um, there are people here who need a refreshing from the Holy Spirit. That's you come forward. Well, I just knew it was me. I went forward. I'd been surrendered to the Lord for maybe a week. And I'll tell you what, I don't think he made it to me. And the, 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 the fire of God came over me. And a roar came out of my belly that I don't know if I could have contained if I tried. Cried my face off. Experienced God for I don't know how long. And literally felt like I, I'm like, were my feet on the ground when I left that place? And I was having conversations with people. You ever, somebody, you ever encounter God and then, and then you're having a conversation with somebody and they're just staring at you? Like, I literally thought, like, is my face glowing? Because it kind of feels like it is. I don't know. I'm not saying it was. But I'm just saying this is kind of how they were looking at me, too. And so um, I'm not wearing a veil, you know. Anyway. Anyways. 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, and so, uh, so that's my, you know, and then, then we just became hooked. Like, uh, I came into the kingdom at a beautiful time when renewal, as we called it then, was in full swing. And so I had a spiritual father that had gone to Brownsville and, um, and received a fresh touch from the Lord. And everywhere he preached, it just broke out. And then I got in on that. And then we used to just get in our living. Do you, there, do you feel the Holy Spirit right there? There he is. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there he is. Have your way, Lord. And we used to get together in our um, in our living rooms and just watch these Brownsville revival videos. Like we were going to church. They were like two, three hours long. So I don't know how long they were, but we would like we'd watch, we'd worship with the worship. We'd listen to the message. We'd get wrecked during the altar calls. And we just we were like in Brownsville in Clear Lake. And um, we just had a group of friends who were hungry. And, um, you know, and then we just began to travel wherever we could to be in renewal meetings. Went to Yuba City, went to Reading. We flew out to Smithton, Missouri one time for an outpouring there. Just wherever. It started to happen everywhere. And, and, uh, and then, and then the, my spiritual father, he, he was a prophet. And, um, and uh, the Lord said to him, he said, the time's coming when my people won't have to travel to be in my presence. Because then people were just traveling everywhere, which is a mark of revival. The, one of the marks through, of revival in history is that people would travel to be in the presence. And the people that say, Lord, help us never to be like this. But like the people that, that say, you know what? God knows where we are. If he wants to give us revival, he can find us right here. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not making fun of any way anybody talks. It's just my like <laughs> voice for that. And um and uh and you know it's just and and like and uh but you know what I noticed? I never seen anybody get revival when they said that. <laughs> I was like and but the people who were humble enough to move to do whatever you know you know and uh, but anyway that we're living that day now. I've seen the fulfillment of that prophecy that. Anybody who wants this outpouring has it. You know, and I love what Bill says. We all have as much of God as we want. We all currently have as much of God as we want. Like Every time, that just pierces the old heart, right? And um, I mean, you can be just so alive to God and you're still like, oh, my desire is limited. Lord, help. And um, and so... Uh, so we have one mission as believers. So let's read. Let's do this before we get. Um, I actually want to read a lot of scripture. Um, uh, Acts 1. I love this. Um, Acts 1. This verse has become one of my favorites because it just makes it all clear. Let's start with uh, verse 3 and read to 8. And it says, Okay, well, I'm going to start in four, but basically Jesus rose from the dead and he presented himself um, with infallible uh, proofs. And he, he spoke to a bunch of people about the kingdom. And then in verse four, it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
Therefore, when they had come together, they were asking him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They still had a very different idea of what was happening. And, and he said to them, it's, it's not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has set in his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. You will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And, um, and I love this because ever since this day, in every generation, the church keeps asking the same question. What time is it? What time is it? These last days. We've been in the last days for so long now. And we are in the last days, but there's just way more of them than anybody thought. And, and, uh, and so, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We were packing our bags for the rapture when I was a kid. I got left in the rapture, like, at least three or four times. It was so scary. Anyway, um, but then my parents walked in from their walk, and I realized I wasn't left behind. And um, it was such a bummer. Thanks a lot. And, uh, and so, anyway, uh, so enough about that. But, um, uh, oh, man. Um, but, they, but we've been asking that question, what time is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, and, and, and it's sort of this escape mentality. They asked what time it was, and Jesus gave them a mission. They said, what time is it? He said, wrong question which often happens around Jesus. Let me answer the question you should have asked, okay? Uh, he does that all the time. Um, what time is it, Lord? Are you going to restore the kingdom now? Are you going to, like, kick Caesar out of here and Herod? And are you going to sit on that chair over there? And, and, and like, we're going to have a good run for about 50 more years? And the Lord is like, I'm setting up an eternal kingdom. You guys are going to find out. Um, but he said no. That's not actually for you to know the times, but I'll tell you what. Don't go anywhere until you receive the Holy Spirit. Because then you're going to get power. You're going to be my way. What time is it, Lord? It is time to wait and receive the Holy Spirit. It's time to receive the Holy Spirit and be my witness. It's time to occupy. It's time to bring many, many more sons and daughters unto glory, into the kingdom. That's what it's time for. And we're like, this has been a lot of time that's gone by since then, over a couple thousand years. Now, I mean, now is it time, Lord? You know, it's still the same time that it was then. It's the same time. And, and I'll tell you, like, we're, we're actually not called to ask what time it is. You know what? It, you know, we're not clock watchers. We are occupiers. We are sons and daughters of light. We are the city on a hill. I was thinking, God wants to touch cities, but we're a city, the Bible says. We're a city. We're a city of light. We're the city on a hill that can't be hidden. We're the city. And I'll tell you what, when we're looking up going like, like, what time is it? And, you know, and you know what happens? The, the light does get a little bit like covered up. But when you realize, no, let's not ask that question. Let's just be filled with the Holy Spirit today. And you know what happens? There's a light that shines from a hill and people go, that's what a city should look like. I remember years ago when I was working in manufacturing, this is the coolest stuff, you know. The Bible says to always be ready to give an account for the hope that you have. 
And I was working, and, and I had a goal back then, Parker Plastics, Lower Lake, California. And I was in my 20s, and a uh, manufacturing job, young family. And, um, but I had a call in my life. But I was, I was working in, in manufacturing. And uh, I, I had a goal. It was, to stay in, it was to stay aware of the presence all day. That, that became my goal. <laughs> so I would just be over there running my machine, working, hosting the presence. It was so cool. One day I was standing there just like I got caught up. My, I was working. My machine was running and stuff. So I was like, I was, I was still being productive and working because I believe in that. And, um, but I actually did get caught up. Like, like I forgot my surroundings for a minute. And I just felt the affection of God. And, uh, and I, when I opened my eyes, there was this guy, Billy, that I'd been witnessing to for like a long time. And he was trying to convince me to come to a 12-step program. But I was trying to tell him I'd experienced the one step. And, and, like, and I was like, and, uh, and it was so cool, though, because he saw something. It's better than trying to explain it. I was so caught up. And when I opened my eyes, he was like standing there just looking at my face like this far away. He was like. I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, hey, man. And, and he goes, he's like, I don't want to disturb you. Like, it looks so, like, you could tell he was just trying to figure out, like, he saw an experience happening. And, you know, I'm like, if you can talk, if you can talk somebody in, you can talk them out. But once you've experienced the Lord, you can't say anything to change your mind, you know. And, um, and so God wants to touch cities. You know, Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to reference some verses instead of turning to them for the sake of time. But I want to build a, a I'm going to do it quickly, but I want to build a progression here that um, this is the command that Jesus gave. You know, a lot well, like follow Jesus. What does it mean? It means to do what he said, right? The main thing he said was to be filled with the spirit. The first thing. As a matter of fact, the theme of Holy Spirit is the most important subject that we call it the Acts of the Apostles. It's actually the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And we're living in it today. We're living in it today. And, um, and so, and so Jesus was, was getting us ready, his disciples ready for this handoff. Remember, he's like, it's going to be better. I'm going to go. They're like, how's that going to be better? That's a whole message of its own. But how's that going to be better? I mean, think about it. Can you imagine if you were them, like, you're trying to comprehend better. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Seen the dead raised, the sick healed, the lepers cleansed, demons are cast out. Now we get to do all the stuff too, just because we're around Jesus. Now you're going to go, and that's going to be better. I don't. I'm, I, I. You've never lied to me, Jesus, but I'm struggling with this one. And and he's like, no, it's better. How is it better? Because Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. But he said, I'm going to go and ask the Father to send the Spirit. See, Jesus was God with us in human form. But the Holy Spirit is God living inside every individual, everywhere, whoever receives him. Amen. I call that better. That's better. God. I mean, can you just sit and think for hours? Think to say this. God lives inside of me. God does. God. All right. I get stuck there. I just keep saying that. God was inside of us. And so Jesus is building a progression. And he's saying, 
he says at one point, he says, he says, I have come. I'm going to tell you why I've come. I have come to cast fire on the earth. A lot of people go, Jesus came to go to the cross. Well, that was his mission. But it was the way to fulfill his mission. Actually, his true mission was to make us one with him. His true mission was to bring back the union with God. This is what revival is. Revival is unbroken union with God. And then what pours out of people who live that way. You go, people get healed at work. People come to Jesus. It all starts happening. You get enough streams together, pretty soon it overflows and the cities are saved. You know, anyway, you know Rochester, New York, it said that in Rochester, New York, during the days of Charles Finney's preaching, it was said that you could scarcely find an unbeliever. That's what it says. Think about that. You know how most towns are like, oh, you're a believer. It was literally the opposite. Like, you're not a believer? So, like, that's what happened. And that happened actually in many cities under his ministry. But not just Finney. Duncan Campbell. The Hebrides Revival. The Lewis, the Isle of Lewis. Entire regions were saved where, like, nobody went to the bars anymore, so they just shut down. Where it was the pastime, they were drinking like crazy and... It's what they did, you know. But instead, they they had the Holy Spirit. They got a new drink. Amen. (laughs) Uh, They got the better, the superior wine. And, um, yeah. And so, okay, guys. (laughs) I've come to cast fire in there. Keep drinking more. One of the dreams that the Lord used to bring me at, uh, home was I was actually working at Parker Plastics. I mentioned that place at the time. And in my dream, I was working there and everything caught on fire. But it was crazy. It was a metal building. It couldn't really catch on fire in real life. But it was metal in my dream, too. But there was fire all over it. And I was like trying to get away from it. I wasn't serving the Lord at the time. I was trying to get away from it. And I was like climbing up in the rafters and I was like doing all... Finally, I'm like, I got to get out of this building. I go outside the building, and as far as I could see, there was a, like a wall of fire about this high. And it, and it just went like, as far as I could see, so I started running. Actually, Ron and Kay were in that dream. And, um, and the, the fire was coming, and I, was, I remember in my dream, I'm like, if I could just, I can't get around it because it keeps going forever. All I can do is run from it. But I... But, you know, it was like hopeless is what it felt like. And I was, I was running, and I remember I was running and running, and then, and then I actually ended up, like, in my dream. I was in real places that I knew from Puda Creek. You guys, and we used to go swimming down there. And, um, and I looked down, and I was running on the highway in my dream, and the fire was chasing me. And, um, and I looked down there, and, and they were down there with our Assemblies of God church band, a bunch of youth, and they were like, Hey, come here! And I'm like, no! And I'm like running away. And, uh, and, uh, and so I was running from God. And so a lot of people think, if you do some word study on this, it's, it'll say, that, well, Jesus came to release the fire of judgment. But he said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so, so, so it can't be that. And, and, and really, when you read about the fire of God, what you see, what happened, he said, I came to cast fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. Can you hear that? It's not like the English accent, like, and I love the English accent, Lucy, but like, but like, 
But it's not like the English accent where, uh, you know, in the movies where Jesus is all dignified, you know. But can you, when I hear, when I, I read this, and I'm like, I hear a groaning passion in Jesus. Jesus was full of passion. He, he was full of displays of emotion. You know, he was alive. Lazarus dies. He's going to raise him from the dead. He cries first. You know, he looks at Jerusalem. How I long, how I long to gather you. Oh, you know, he's with his disciples. There's so many things I want to say to you guys, but you just can't take it. Like he's, he's feeling stuff. And in this instant, he's going, I want to release fire. I wish it was already started. This is what he, I wish I could skip all this so that we could just get the fire here. But he had a baptism to undergo. He went to the cross. This, he went to the cross to get God inside of us. Ooh, there's the presence right there. His prayer's been answered. He wanted us to be one as he and the Father are one. How many believe Jesus gets his prayers answered? When you're kind of praying to your, the Father, but that's also you, and you know, you're good. So, um, and so this fire came on me, and and I remember that like the first signs of it was all I wanted to do was just t- tell everybody about Jesus. I wasn't trying to work it up. I was like. I mean, I had all kinds of friends, and the way my friend, way back then, the way my friend group changed is I just told them all about Jesus, and the ones that didn't want to hear about Jesus didn't hang out with me anymore. And then, <laughs> but man, those seeds were planted. You know, it's amazing to look back over the years and see the people that have come to the Lord. Amazing. Um, and um, and so, so then what happens? Jesus goes across, he dies, he raises from the dead. And then he comes in John 20 and he says, and, he, and he, the Bible says he's standing before them and he breathes on them. And he's, feel that? Just receive. He breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. What's amazing is that it was after that that he said to wait still. So what happened in that moment? I'll tell you what happened. Actually, there's a parallel there. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. You guys all understand that. There's actually a parallel there. What was happening was, see, the first man, Adam, became, the Bible says, a living soul. So the Father breathed into Adam, formed him from the dust, breathed into him. It says he became a living, living being. But it means soul. Different than all the, it, you know, it's like, it's, it's a will and it's emotions. and it's a, it's a responsive being, a living soul. That's what Adam became. But it says, but the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. In other words, the last Adam was more like the father than Adam. Actually, he. So, they're one. And so what was happening was they were becoming born again. That's what happened. He died and he rose. They're being born again. It was a fulfillment of the Holy Spirit is now with you, but will be in you. They became born again. What was he doing? He was giving them spiritual birth. So what you got to understand is that Jesus actually, you know what he did? He recreated the human race. 
That's what it means to be a new creation. Such a radical statement to say, though, isn't it? He recreated the human race. But that's what he did. And when you got born again, you didn't get polished up and get a second chance. You died and became a new being. You were buried. So this is what happens, okay? So, so they get born again. It's just like when the Father breathed on Adam. Except, you know what's amazing? When God fixes something, when he redeems it, he doesn't just put it back to the way it was. He upgrades it. How many have noticed that in your own life? How many have gone through things that were tough, and then you look back, and you, you actually probably in the time, you're like, I don't know how this is going to get better. And then you look back, and you go, it's actually better than it was. How do you do that? There you go again. That's what you do. And, um, and so, this is revival. This is revival. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read something to you, a little blurb. I was in the car the, uh, two days ago, and the Lord was speaking to me. It's, it may be a little rough, but just, just hear it. It says, um, I, I kind of dictated this. Siri wrote it for me, and I had to go back and edit. Siri's still being discipled, so it needs a little... Um, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood and said, This is that which was spoken by the prophet, by the prophet Joel. But this was also that which Jesus said to wait for. This was the first manifestation of what Jesus wanted his church to look like. It's based on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, the church looks a lot of way. I love the church. I love the church and all her beauty, all her facets, all the... Whatever. Denominations. I love the church. You know what? It's Jesus' bride. He loves her. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoever Jesus loves, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to love. And um, sometimes we need his help to get there. But uh, anyway, um, it's based on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So Paul warned of a time, he said, that there were those that would have a form of godliness but deny the power. The power of a transformed life by the Holy Spirit. The power of God by the Spirit to bring the order of heaven to earth. This is Christianity. This is what it means to follow Jesus. This is revival. We need the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, you know, to say that we need the Holy Spirit is, is a vast understatement. The Holy Spirit is God. But how amazing it is to ultimately need the one that we have unlimited access to actually Access is not the best way to describe what we have. Access we have with the Holy Spirit. But it's more than access. Access is a way to get into something that's closed off. Well, we got that. The veil is torn, right? But it's more than that. See, that's, that's not just what we have. we have. What we have is God himself living inside our bodies. One with our spirit, renewed, renewing our minds. Jesus' mission was to make us one with God. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's from that place that the river flows out and it affects cities. It affects nations. It affects co-workers. It affects store clerks. On and on. When Jesus, the last Adam, and I just said this, breathed upon them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He was breathing the breath of life. And he was, in effect, recreating the human race modeled after him. <laughs> yes, he said the, the son of a lion is also a lion. If you want to know what you're, what you, 
who you are? Look at the one with eyes of fire. That's, that's who we are. Guys, we're scratching the surface. I'm preaching to myself right now. See, Jesus is the prototype and we are of his line. Just as we are un, uh, were under Adam, we actually were born again. It was a do-over. Jesus said, let's do that again. Through Jesus Christ. Imagine what will happen when we truly begin to understand that as he is, so are we. When we realize that when we were born of God through Jesus Christ, we become sons and daughters of God. Like Jesus was the son and is the son. And that our older brother is the one with eyes of fire, glowing skin, and white hair with resurrection power. Help us, Lord. We were born to change the world. Some think that's an arrogant claim. It's not an arrogant claim, but a humble surrender. That's what it is. When you realize that only God can do what he has called you to do. But all it really takes is a surrender to his way instead of mine to make room for the Holy Spirit. And then we know the story in Acts 2, 4, they waited and the spirit was poured out and they understood this fire that he wanted to be to see kindled. There it was. They all had a flame on top of their head. That amazing. Someone said the other day, I never thought of it this way. But, you know, the children of Israel had a pillar. They had a pillar of flame. That led them, flame, and it was cloud by day, fire by night, led them through the wilderness. And then at, at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, everybody got a personal pillar to lead you in your life. And that's what he said the Holy Spirit would do. Think about this. Oh, my, that is what that is. A whole nation had one pillar, but now God's with all of us and in You know, Jeremiah prophesied it like this. He said, no longer will anyone say to another, know the Lord, for they all will know him. (laughs) And so, you know, before we do anything, a lot of Christians are, we're, I've been there, man, we're trying to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? trying to do stuff for God. But you know, before, Jesus said, before you do anything, don't, guys, don't do anything. Don't do anything until you get the gift. And we've got that. But I'll tell you what I've learned is that it's not a one-time event. It's a daily, this is life. Isn't that so cool? Like, some people have an experience with the Lord. I, I had friends, they worked, he was a, uh, a guy, a friend of mine is a meat cutter. And he, uh, well, he was a preacher, and sometimes he worked in churches, and sometimes he cut meat and still preached. But I remember him and another guy was working in the meat department of a grocery store. And there was a, a Christian friend there, and he started saying, you know, I, I experienced, I had this experience one time where the presence of the Lord came. Like, he, he experienced the presence of God one time in his Christian life. In a, in a tangible way, and he treasured it, and, and as you would. He treasured it, and he told about it like it was the gift of a lifetime. You know, he was just so thankful. And they were like, oh, that's amazing. That's the Holy Spirit. Do you want that again? And he's like, 
boy, you can't. It was almost like too holy. And he goes, oh, we're going to pray for you right now. Bam. And then that guy learned that it was a way of life as well. And, uh, and so what I've learned is that, see, what we often do in our lives is that we're working to get. But that's actually, that's actually the way of the fall. That's the curse. You're going to work and sweat. And there's going to be thorns and thistles. You're going to work hard and hopefully you get a turn up now and then. You know what I'm <laughs> Or like the Israelites, wish I had one of those onions right now. That's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be good? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Way better than this manna and quail. And so, um, and uh, I'm sorry, I lost my. But we, but it's a daily, see, God, God's way for us, isn't it beautiful that we rest first, we drink first, we feast first. You know what I'm saying? Like we think, oh, I worked hard. Did I earn a meal? He's like, we're going to start with the meal. We're going to start with the rest. We're going to start with the wine. We're going to start with the oil. We're going to start with the drinking. We're going to start with the anointing. We're going to start with the presence. We're going to start. You know, I need refreshing. I worked hard. Oh, you did it wrong. I'm going to refresh you before you work. That way, while you're working, you can feel so refreshed. And if at any time during your living and walking, you are starting to feel not refreshed, stop working and drink some more. Because the only thing that we have to give is what we've received. We got nothing. We can't take credit for anything. You know, isn't that wonderful, though? The pressure's off. All I know how to do is be me. But God's super good at being him. And, 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 and so... I just felt today that it was a day of refreshing. And uh, I don't know how you guys normally do this, but um, I'm going to move this. And, uh, and, and would you stand with me? Holy Spirit's in the room today. And I love how during the time, man, the worship Guys, I meant to say this. The worship was amazing. Thank you so much for that time. Um, and then through our time today, the, the, the wind of God just keeps blowing in. And, and He's here right now. And, uh, and so if you just close, you, just, you don't have to close your eyes, but if you want to go ahead, just, just, don't, just don't think about me as much right now. And, and let's just look at Him. And uh, Holy Spirit, we love you come and and i just really felt today i don't know if somebody could maybe play a little bit of music or whatever you want to do um that but if you if you want a refreshing today there's refreshing here it's not me i'm not gonna refresh you holy spirit is refreshing us today and uh and i actually was reminded of that experience this morning the, the holy spirit reminded me of that because he was saying, you know what, that's going to happen today. If, if, if people want a, a, just a fresh touch from the Lord today, I just want to invite you. You know, actually, some of you are just beginning. He's beginning to settle on you right now. Right where you are. 
Okay? And so, if that's happening, just lean in. Just lean into Him. I'll tell you, when you're touching me, Holy Spirit, there's nothing more important that's going on. And but if you want to, if you want to get, if you want to receive today, I just encourage you to come up. And if you're hungry today, I just encourage you to come up and uh, and just stand up here in the front somewhere or, or do, you know, kneel or stand or whatever you want to do. But but just come on up, you guys. Come on. And and just let's just stand together in the presence of the Lord. Now, it's amazing. There's something about when we all get together. The Bible says the wine, you know, the wine is in the cluster. <laughs> we all get together and then you have wine. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Papa. point is that revival is him the re- revival revival is 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 holy spirit because he's life and i love the word of god i'm so thankful for the bible but i tell you the holy spirit you know what being a people We are people who are born to be focused on the presence. It's all about the presence of God. It's all about the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit today. How many just feel that touch right now that the Lord is just increasing? If you feel that, why don't you just lift up your hands to receive... More, Lord. More, Lord. Go ahead, there's more. Just receive. We can lay hands, but he's he's laying the touch today. He's he's doing it. Yo! Thank you, Jesus. It's easy. It's so easy, guys. 
<laughs> so easy. Oh, there. Oh, such a glory. David's just going to lead us in a song right now so we can just give him all of our attention and just keep keep receiving from the Lord.
Brandon said a whole bunch of powerful things, but there's one thing that stuck out to me, and I wanted to, felt like the Lord just reminding us, but so many, so many good things, but the word wait, there's something on the word wait, that Jesus, the Holy Spirit could have showed up immediately, but there's something in the waiting know especially for me personally I, I'm I always have an agenda or six or seven and so waiting is a huge waiting is a huge thing for me and I just feel like I gotta hurry up and wait how many of you guys know that following Jesus surrendering to Jesus is surrendering to his agenda and just surrendering to his timing
end our time this morning together doing something. Um, Brandon, could you come up here with me for a second? You can both come up if you want. Actually, yeah. Um, there's some things there, I have a love-hate relationship with not knowing what comes next. But one of the things I love about about walking with the Lord is we know it's good and we know it's God. And I, I just I just want to pray for what's good and what's God for for uh, Amy. Could you come up here too? And so would you guys just. Um, I want you to just give back. Now, I'm, give back in the in the kingdom doesn't mean give away. It doesn't mean it goes away from you, but it means it multiplies. The more you give, the more it multiplies. But uh, we're just going to take a minute, and I want you to just give back to this whole family. But give back to Brandon what he's what he just gave to you. The revelation and the peace and the grace and the wisdom and the life and the, all the, the endless list of things that the Lord deposits in us, just give it back, the good and the God, just give it all back, we just, yeah. just pour into this couple, Lord, we, we, all, we don't know all of what comes next, but we know it's good and we know it's God, <laughs> because you're working it all out because we love you. It's all good. So we're in pursuit of you. We listen to you. We wait for you. So we bless this family. <laughs> the good that's coming.